Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada on the Exxon Broadcast Network and the Talk Star Radio Network. My email address, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com and our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. My first uh, guest tonight is Catherine Frompovich. We're going to be discussing her new book out. It's entitled Our Chemical Lives and the Hijacking of Our DNA. And it was featured at the 2010 Princeton, New Jersey Environment Film Festival. And um, as I said, the name of her book is Our Chemical Lives and the Hijacking of Our DNA, a probe into what's probably making us sick. And uh, she wrote this book with the hopes of opening a much-needed national discussion and debate about the uh, man-made toxic chemicals and their implications in the rising costs of healthcare, and how they impact human ecology. She hopes her book will do for personal body pollution what Rachel Carson's Silent Spring did for the environment. Catherine believes that once the correlation is made between man-made chemicals and health anomalies, similar to tobacco smoking and its impact on health issues, pollution at DNA and cellular levels suddenly will rival global warming. Exxon Nation. Her website is www.catherinejfrompovich.com. That's www.catherinejfrompovich.com. Catherine, welcome to the Exxon. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be with you, folks. What was your inspiration for writing your book, Catherine, Our Chemical Lives and the Hijacking of Our DNA? Well, there are just too many chemicals and toxins that are impacting uh, people at various levels, mm-hmm. from uh, prenatal to the grave. And um, one example in particular I'd like to share with your audience is just recently there was the... Are you there, Catherine? Catherine? Hello, Catherine. But it was sort of like mm-hmm. hidden under the rug for so many years because various uh, studies uh, that were issued seemed to negate the probability and possibility that toxic benzene was in the drinking water of our U.S. Marines. Do you believe that? Wow. Well, I, I've heard so many horror stories about what our fine men and women who are who are out there protecting our democracy and our way of life and our freedom are, are, are facing and what, what they're actually ingesting, that nothing would surprise me anymore. Well, that's true, and that's why, of course, I wrote the book so that people who have a 
high school comprehensive reading level mm-hmm. can understand a very technical issue about chemistry and science and so on and so forth. Now, what other types of uh, chemicals do you do you consider to be the pollutants or hijackers of our DNA? Oh, do we have a week or ten days to discuss this whole thing? No, that can be arranged. There are just, there are just thousands and thousands of them. Um, there's an estimated at least 10 million chemicals registered in every nine months. Do you believe that? Wow, that's a lot. That is a lot, correct. And that's one of the things that people really don't understand. Only about 900 of the chemicals have been studied for cancer and have assessed for major research uh, possibilities of causing cancer. Mm-hmm. About 300 of those chemicals are known or are being assessed for reproductive and developmental problems and birth defects. Now, that's pretty serious from where I come. I don't know about what your listening audience thinks, but when you have chemicals that are being ingested by a pregnant female or if she's breathing or because she's bathing in mm-hmm. some kind of a beauty uh, soap or something, and these toxins are then going into her body and crossing over the placenta into an unborn fetus and affecting in a short of criminal. All right, Catherine, please stand by. You and I have to take a commercial break. Exonation Catherine from Povich is our special guest. Her website is www.catherinejfrompovich.com. And Catherine and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, where right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network and the Talk Star Radio Network. Once again, if you'd like to give, say, send us an email, Exxon at xzoneradiotv.com on MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com, and our website, www.exzoneradiotv.com. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break. Don't go away. Welcome back, everyone. Catherine from Povich is our special guest. She is the author of Our Chemical Lives and the Hijacking of Our DNA. Her website is www.catherinejfrompovich.com. Uh, Catherine, before you and I went to the commercial break, we were talking about, about your book and how you came about uh, to write it and so on. But um, tell me, do you think consumers are finally becoming more health and conscious, uh, care about the products that they use and the food they eat? Absolutely. Uh, every day on the internet, the newspapers, radio, mm-hmm. TV, you hear any more things that are being divulged about recalls. Um, in our country here in the United States, there's a big problem now with a drug called Avandia. There are other problems with chemicals in mm-hmm. um, plastics called bisphenols, baby bottles. I'm sure you're familiar with that. They also found that bisphenol A is in the plastic sealants that they put on kids' teeth to prevent cavities. And it's even in 
the credit card receipts that you receive back from when you make a uh, purchase with your credit card. Would you believe that? No. Yep. So they're trying to kill us as well as get our money. Well, you said it, not I. <laughs> I don't know what they're trying to do, but it's, it, this is one of the things why I wrote the book, because people really don't know what's going on. But one of the good things that, that may be happening is in the United States Senate, uh, Senators Charles Schumer and Kristen Gillibrand of New York State will be introducing into the current session a BP. A-free kids act to ban bisphenol A from baby bottles and products that uh, are geared towards babies and children. Now, that's a step in the right direction. As a matter of fact, I sent both of those senators a copy of the book with a suggestion or two on uh, what else to do. <laughs> Wasn't that chutzpah of me? <laughs> that that was undoubtedly chutzpah from you. <laughs> Now, what's happening in the U.S. that has got people most upset these days? Well, a lot of things that are going on in the healthcare area in particular. Mm -hmm. uh, about uh, just breaking here a couple days ago was the thing about uh, Avandia, which is the diabetes uh, drug right. that seems to be giving people uh, more heart problems and even a lot of deaths. Uh, there's also been the problem with um, vaccines here in this country, in particular, a couple states, one in, in particular was New York State, was mandating that all healthcare professionals must get the H1N1 vaccine. And uh, they took, the state workers took it to court, and uh, the New York courts decided in, I think it was October of last year, that no, the people... If they wanted to refuse the H1N1 vaccine, they had the right to do that constitutionally. So um, people are re were really concerned about that. And I can't say that I didn't blame them because there are many, many toxins in these vaccines that people really don't know about. Uh, there are 19 in particular that can be very devastating and could possibly impact um, a pregnant woman and her fetus. Uh, also a newborn child who mm -hmm. is mandated to get vaccines. And I contend it's part of the uh, other age, end of the age spectrum where so many folks are coming down with Alzheimer's now. Since the 1980s, uh, the flu vaccines, annual flu vaccines, have been pushed on senior citizens. And it seems to me, at least in the United States, that more and more facilities for taking care of Alzheimer's people are cropping up, almost like mushrooms after a spring rain. And we have autism on the young set, and we have Alzheimer's on the old set. There's something that doesn't seem to comport for me. Why should all of a sudden, when the medical literature over the years has not proven that there has been these kind of pandemics with regard to the human brain and mind and central nervous system. Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, something has to be triggering it. I agree with you. But how can we point the finger at the, at the uh, flu vaccines? Well, we can't necessarily point the finger at the flu vaccine, but we can look into what's going on with the flu vaccine and some of the ingredients. Isn't May it I also, isn't it also possible that what could, uh, could be affecting it or triggering Alzheimer's could be an airborne pollutant? Uh, there, there's a possibility, but there aren't any studies to preclude one or the other. May I just share with you a few of the most potent um, neurotoxins? Sure, please do. Okay. 
in any vaccine, whether it be for flu mm-hmm. or for um, HIV or whatever, any one or even all of the 19 that I have been able to come up with and researched can be in one vaccine. Aluminum, aluminum, which is a neurotoxin, and it's estimated that about four milligrams of aluminum is in each vaccine for kids. There's a thing called ASO3, which is arsenic. Could you take arsenic? Uh, Not if I could help it. Okay. Uh, There's another ingredient called, and these are all called adjuvants, A-D-J-U-V-A-N-T-S. Datronix, it's a a virus. Uh, Disodium phosphate, which is a sodium uh, salt of phosphoric acid. Uh, Egg protein, including avian contaminant viruses. Formaldehyde, which is a carcinogen, per the EPA, U.S. EPA. Gelatin, Mm -hmm. uh, which causes anaphylactic shock and allergic reactions. An antibiotic. Gentamicin. There's also a thing called MF59. It's a submicron oil in water emulsion of squalene, polyexoethylene, and uh, sorbitan monoalate and sorbitan triolate. There's another thing called octonoxyl 10, also known as Triton X100. And it contains traces of toxic ethylene oxide, dioxin, C9 phenols, or glycol ether. How about polysorbate 80, also known as tween 80? Uh, these are chemicals that are similar to detergents and have the ability to increase cell permeability, damage, and bursting. But listen to this. Uh, when polysorbate 80 breaks down, there are 20 moles of ethylene oxide for every mole of sorbitol. These polysorbates have been shown to cause dangerous and even sometimes fatal effects when given through a needle. Well, how do they give these vaccines? Hard changes in the heart function can occur immediately. The blood-brain barrier can be weakened and penetrated, and it could be followed by seizures and even death. Okay, we've been hearing about now uh, some of these young women who and teens who have been getting uh, the vaccine for uh, preventing cervical cancer dying after having the vaccine. There's resin that could be included in the vaccines. Uh, they're polyethylene liquid resins mm-hmm. that are known to cause allergic reactions. Sodium chloride, which is you know salt. Squalene, which is the oil usually obtained from shark's liver. Sucrose, which is table sugar, and an ingredient called tamarisol, which is 50% mercury. And mercury is a known neurotoxin per the United States Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Oh, of course, that's why they've, they've, they stopped putting mercury fillings in people's teeth. Well, not here in the United States. You're kidding. Absolutely. Uh, positively, no. And the doctors and dentists who won't do it, they are being harassed. You know, as far as I'm concerned, keep mercury in the thermometers, and what you do with that thermometer is your business. However, we know that mercury is a definite no-no, and why they're still putting them in in fillings is is beyond me. 
but why they're putting them and injecting them into 10-pound babies or less pounds exactly. in these, in, is, is unbelievable. And another place where we find mercury in, are in the CFLs. You know what the CFL light bulbs are? Mm-hmm. Those squiggly light yep. bulbs? There's mercury in there, and yet you don't see that being promoted as a hazard and how you have to take care of it. And if in my book, I talk about a family in Maine who accidentally dropped and broke one of these things, and the bedroom was was designated a hazardous site, and it was closed down for a while with sheets of plastic and so on and so forth, and the family couldn't use it until they could come up with the money for the people hazard people to come in to clean it. That doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? No. It, well, mercury is, I guess, the best thing since sliced bread. Says May who? I continue? Just I have three more to sure, tell you Sure, go right ahead, yeah. And this is now talking about the adjuvants in vaccines. There's vitamin E, which mm-hmm. is most likely a synthetic formulation uh, rather than the naturally occurring form. And the synthetic could be from the genetically modified soybean oil also. There's a thing called tromectamel also known as TRIS or THAM, T-H-A-M. It's hazardous when it comes in contact with skin, eye, or is ingested or inhaled. And here they're pumping it into the skin through a a vaccine. And the last one is called SPAN-85, Sorbitan Trioliate. It's hazardous in case of skin contact, of eye contact, of ingestion, or inhalation, and repeated or prolonged exposure is known to aggravate any medical condition. So those are the 19 adjuvants in vaccines that people really don't know about. All right, then, to ask, answer me this one very simple question. Why are we getting vaccinations if they're so, so bad for us? I didn't say they were bad for us. I said what I think they are uh-huh. are... They have toxic ingredients in them that must be removed. These 19 toxins, which most of which are neurotoxins, shouldn't be in there, like mercury, like aluminum. If they're known to be neurotoxins... So why does the CDC and the American Medical Association, as well as the doctor on the corner, inject people with these known toxins then? Because, in my opinion, Rob, Mm -hmm. I think it's the old boys' network. They've been doing it for so long that they just continue and just keep on going on with using toxins and chemicals. I mean, in my opinion, most of business and industry today is built on a house of cards that I call chemicals. And once that has been attacked on any level and starts to fall apart, you're going to see a lot of things disintegrated and people losing faith and confidence in them. Catherine, stand by. We've got to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. ExoNation, Catherine J. Frampovich is our special guest. www.catherinejframpovich.com is her website, and her book is Our Chemical Lives and the Hijacking of Our DNA. It's available at Amazon do- uh, Amazon.com. Don't go away. We'll be back right after the news. Hi, this is Ken Elliott. When I'm floating around the universe, I always try to tune in to Rob McConnell. Hey, ho there, Trinity Frog on Sesame Street. When I want to find out what's going on with UFOs or ghosts, I listen to the X-Zone with Rob McConnell. This is Les Corrigan from Target Internet Development. You're listening to Rob McConnell on the X-Zone Radio Show. 
This is John Hogue, Prophecy Scholar, and you're listening to Rob McConnell in the X-Zone. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. to the Exxon, everyone. Catherine Frumpovich is our special guest as she is the author of Our Chemical Lives and the Hijacking of Our DNA. It's available at Amazon.com and her website is www.catherinejfrumpovich.com. Now, Catherine, you've got a quote that you'd like to read me. Yes. Uh, I would just like to sort of finish the vaccine thing mm-hmm. with a quote from a medical doctor by the name of Thomas Jefferson, coincidentally. And he is the head of the vaccine field at the famous Cochrane Collaboration in Rome, Italy. And he said this about the vaccines and what the World Health Organization did recently. Quote, Dr. Jefferson, don't you think there's something noteworthy about the fact that the WHO has changed its definition of pandemic The old definition was a new virus, which went around quickly, for which you didn't have immunity, and which created a high morbidity and mortality rate. Now, the last two have been dropped, and that's how swine flu has been categorized as a pandemic, unquote. Does that say something? Yeah, and speaking about the swine flu, whatever happened with the H1N1? I thought it was going to be this this really bad flu that was going to wipe hundreds of thousands of people yeah, off the yeah, planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't, didn't, well, what didn't. happened to well, it? Well, it was a fear tactic, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and it bombed on them. And it's not the first one uh, to bomb on them. Pandemic of uh, bird flu, remember that a few oh, years gosh, back? Oh, gosh, yes, yes. That never uh, materialized. And this is the problem, in my opinion. I think a lot of the chemical companies and pharmaceutical companies are so powerful that they can persuade governments. Uh, look what's happening in Europe. So many governments now are really excited and overhyped that they had to spend billions of dollars, euros, pounds, whatever, to stock up on uh, double shots of H1N1, and it never materialized into nothing. And, I, and I'm sure well, the pharmaceutical companies will be saying, well, that's because we were able to stop it with all the vaccines that we administrated, and that's what caused the pandemic not to happen. No, 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 no. I, I beg to differ from all the research that I have done on this, and I'm in contact mm-hmm. with researchers and uh, people in the vaccine industry around the world, including in Australia. Uh, no, 
they they have so many unused vaccines these countries because people didn't want it actually the country of poland wouldn't buy into any of it at all they did not bring any h1n1 vaccine in Hmm. because they were skeptical of what was going on and all the hype that they were hearing and actually it, it really hasn't materialized there have been less deaths from true h1n1 virus than they had anticipated or that they they, and that's why they have stopped counting and that is why they have stopped doing the proper testing so this means that the entire h1n1 scenario was nothing but a big marketing ploy by big pharma possibly possibly Hmm. it's it's, you know it's in the mind of the beholder whatever you want to think but uh, if you go onto the internet and type in in your search engines uh, H1N1 scam or fraud mm-hmm. or whatever, and see what comes up. Your audience well, will be absolutely well. Amazed. When it comes when it comes to the internet, my opinion of the internet is it's the largest septic tank created by mankind because you find more crap in it than you do anything else. But if you know where to do your research, ah, if you, go into the- you see that's that's the key to anything: knowing where to go and knowing how and- to discern from the crap and the stuff that. A lot of dimwits exactly. out there have nothing better to do with time. Exactly, and that's where my book yeah. differentiates possibly from a lot of books that have been written on this because I use CDC, mm-hmm. uh, FDA, USDA. I use all the established research, credible research, and I give it back to them in the book. Tell me, breaking away from vaccines, um, how about genetically modified organisms or GMOs? Oh, GMOs, Mm. yes. These are very interesting uh, things, if you want to call them that. There are two types, transgenic and cisgenic. Now, the transgenic are the type that can have another species DNA spliced into it. Say, like, for instance, a fish gene can be sliced spliced into a tomato. I'm not saying this is fact. I'm giving you a for instance. Well, that, okay? that explains the tomato I had the other day. I thought it tasted fishy. <laughs> All right. Okay. And these transgenics also are capable of producing their own pesticides growing in the field. Hmm. In particular, one known as Bacillus thuringius. But we don't know if when we ingest the food that has been grown with this, if we'll be making that kind of a thing in our own gut? That's the question I have. Is that a legitimate question? More than legitimate, because there's so little data out there by the scientific community when it comes Ah, to GMO. I can can disagree with you there. Let me just share something with you. Um, In uh, January 2009, Mm -hmm. The Committee for Independent Research and Information on Genetic Engineering in Cien, France, C-A-E-N, France, published the article, Glyphosate Formulations Induce Apoptosis and Necrosis in Human Umbilical, Embryonic, and Placenta Cells. And can I read you just part of that? It's very exciting, sure. I think. Go ahead. May I? Yeah. 
as a result of evaluating the toxicity of four glyphosate G-based herbicides in, they call it Roundup formulations, from 10 to 5 times dilutions on three different human cell types, there was total cell death within 24 hours. Cell death occurred through an inhibition of the mitochondrial succinate dehydrogenase activity, and there was necrosis and apoptosis. Apoptosis, for the listening audience, is like called, it can be compared with death-suicide. The cells can kill themselves, okay? Continuing on, quote, this work further confirms that the adjuvants in Roundup formulations are not inert. Moreover, the proprietary mixtures available on the market could cause cell damage and even cell death around residual levels to be expected, especially in food and feed derived from our formulation-treated crops, unquote. Hmm. Now, I happen to be in contact via email with the head professor who was doing that research. Okay? All right. So how does this affect the consumer? How does it affect the consumer? Mm-hmm. They're going to be ingesting it. They're going to be eating it. And yet there haven't been any definitive studies saying that it's not harmful. And yet here we have a very prestigious university saying that, yes, it does harm when it's residual in food. All right, but that is university in France. That has nothing to do with the study that should have been done here in the United States. Oh, should have, you know. I hate to tell you what my husband used to say about should have, but I'm not going to tell you. Uh Yes, it should have, but, but but this is part of the problem with. Oh wait a minute! Things. Hold on here! Hold on here! What am I saying about the U.S. Uh, the USDA? Aren't they the people that approved aspartame? I'm sorry, I take it back. All right. Okay. Yes, they yeah. are. Now you just you just really hit on a nerve with aspartame. Um, may I talk about that for a moment? Yeah, sure. Aspartame is also known in um, chemistry as APM mm-hmm. because of it's made from aspartic acid phenylalanine, and methanol, which is wood alcohol. Now, when methanol gets into the human gut, it breaks down into formaldehyde, a neurotoxin and carcinogen. Mm -hmm. It's in perfume also, this methanol. But can you imagine in aspartame having wood alcohol? Well, we've all heard the horror stories about aspartame, uh, about diet pops that have been left outside in the summertime and what has happened. In fact, a number of these forces in the Middle East uh, suffered from the, the results of that because the, the, the cans of diet pop that had aspartame in them were not cooled sufficiently. They got warm and turned into wood alcohol. Exactly. Yeah. So, and, and you know what could be the side effects of the... Uh Having large doses of uh, alcohol, uh, that wood alcohol, Death. shallow breathing, uh, organ damage, mm-hmm. uh, eyes are particularly at risk, nausea, um, vision problems, and sometimes uh, it could be lethal. Yep. These are the things that consumers really, in my opinion, ought to start questioning and becoming more vocal about because I do believe 
that we have a right to self-determination in how to take care of our health and our body. And if they don't want us to be running up all these medical bills and that medical costs are becoming X number Mm -hmm. of percentage of the GDP in each country, then start looking under the right rocks. I believe truly from all the research that I have done in all the years of my professional life, it's just not for this book, that we've got to start looking at chemicals because we as human beings did not evolve over all the jillions of years that we have been around without these petrochemicals. And, and we also have been getting into them just very recently. Since the Second World War, there has been a prolific abundance of these chemicals. Well, isn't it up to the government and those we elect to be our watchdogs? Because we really can't expect every citizen to have to start scrutinizing and and screening and doing their own lab tests at home. I think that the administration needs to give themselves a good shake-up because no matter what they're trying to do with the health plans, unless they unless they take care of the problem at the very highest levels, nothing is going to get, uh, nothing's going to get solved. Okay, I have a two-prong answer to that. The first prong is this. Someone is doing something. The European, the European Union has, uh, as of, I think it was June 1st, 2007, mm-hmm. uh, come up with a, a law and an agency called Registration, Evaluation, Authorization, and Restriction of Chemical Substances. The acronym is REACH, R-E-A-C-H. And what they think is going to happen is this. Um, Chemicals that are going to be coming onto the market, they have to be evaluated before they get into products and so on and so forth. And manufacturers have to be told what are the side effects and so on and so forth, whether they can use them or not, because the EU thinks that 4,500 deaths a year could be avoided, and a potential of over 50 billion euros in 30 years of a medical costs and healthcare costs can be avoided. Now, what do you think of that? I think that makes a lot of sense. Well, that's why it won't happen here in the States. Okay, and, you, and here's the second prong to my answer, and I'm going to address that in the United States. Because of the 1976 Toxic Substances Control Act, wherein there is a, a, how shall I say, black hole, what I call a black mm-hmm. hole, called trade secrets. And chemicals are registered as trade secrets, and even people in EPA and CDC don't even know what they are or their ingredients are. And also, the other thing that happens is with these trade secrets, they can put anything into what's called in ingredient. Did you ever see an ingredient label that said inert ingredient? Those ingredients in the inert could be more toxic than what's listed on uh, the listing. And because it's classified as a trade secret, they don't have to identify it. Exactly. What a now, there should be There should be, I think, a law against that. But there isn't in this country. They can get away with trade secrets. Catherine, stand by. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. Catherine J. Frampovich is our special guest, Exonation. She is the author of a book that 
I'm going to get a copy of. It's entitled Our Chemical Lives and the Hijacking of Our DNA. It's available at Amazon.com. Visit her website, www.katherinejfrompovich.com. That's www.katherinejfrompovich.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the all-new Exxon Broadcast Network and the Talk Star Radio Network. I'll be back. Don't go away. Nation, my special guest this hour, Catherine F. Frompovich, and her name is Catherine F. Frompovich. No. No? Catherine J. J. Frompovich. Just seeing if you were listening. Very good. Her website is www.catherinejfrompovich.com, C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E-J-F-R-O-M-P-O-V-I-C-H.com. That's www.catherinejfrompovich.com. And she is the author of Our Chemical Lives and the Hijacking of Our DNA. It's available at Amazon.com. First of all, I want to thank you so much, Catherine, for joining us. It's been a very interesting hour, to say the least. What would you like to leave the Exo Nation with? Well, I think one of the things I'd like to say is, and it really doesn't come from me, but it's from Albert Einstein, and I think everyone knows who he is. Mm-hmm. Al had this to say, quote, We shall require a substantially new manner of thinking if mankind is to survive, unquote. Profound words, are they not? They certainly are, and I don't know what it's going to take. I think with, with, the, with the water shortage that we're realizing, the food shortest, short, uh, shortest the, the overpopulation of this planet, science... And other industries are trying their best to catch up in order that we can all have a prosperous future. But I think what they've done doing this is taken too many shortcuts. And I only and I believe it's only now that we're starting to see the adverse effects of what they've been doing. I, I agree wholeheartedly with you, Rob. And that's part of the reason why, and then another reason why, I wrote the book so that people can start thinking, start talking, mm-hmm. open a national, international, global debate on these things because we have to start talking to each other. We can't continue to point the finger at this one, that one, or so on and so forth, which now, you know, or get off the pot time. We are all in a very precarious position with regard to all the insults chemically, physically, and emotionally that are happening to us 
and our physical bodies, and in particular, our DNA, where everything is handed on to the next generation. Catherine, let our listeners know how they can get a copy of your book and give them your website one more time. Okay. My book is Our Chemical Lives and the Hijacking of Our DNA, A Probe into What's Probably Making Us Sick. It's available on Amazon.com. And my website is www.catherinejfrompovich.com. C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E-J-F-R-O-M-P-O-V-I-C-H. Catherine, thank you very much for joining us. Great talking to you, and I look forward to the next time you and I meet here in the X-Zone. I'd love to be with you again. Thank you so much for having me, and good health to all your listeners. All right, you take care of yourself and keep the great work up. X-Zone Nation, Catherine from Povich has been our guest this hour. She is the author of Our Chemical Lives and the Hijacking of Our DNA. I nearly said hacking of our DNA, but the hijacking of our DNA. It's available at www.amazon.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break at six and a half minutes past as the Exxon continues with Dr. Martinez right here live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada on the Exxon Broadcast Network and Talkstar Radio. (laughs) 